Before we get started, I wanted to let you know some really exciting news. My new book, The One Through One Method, which I've been working on for three years, is now available for pre-order. You can find it at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon.com. And of course, you can go into your local mom and pop bookstore and ask them to order it for you. When you do place your pre-order for the book, I want to reward you and help you get started immediately with your mindset. All you do is go to 131book, write that down, 131book.com. You'll enter your email address and your order number. And immediately, like that minute, I will send you this free mindset coaching program that I've created as a bonus, as my thank you to you for pre-ordering the book, for supporting me, for being with me along this very, very important, very personal journey. I am so committed to helping you get healthy from the inside out, improving your gut health, and creating a customized approach that works without the fads, without the gimmicks, something that you can do for the rest of your life and change the legacy of health in your family. But you know what? It starts with mindset. So please take advantage of this free bonus. It's a $97 value and it's yours by going to 131book.com for more details. All right, enjoy the show, but don't forget 131book.com. What is up? I'm so grateful for you. Like you don't even know. I am super excited to be able to tell you that you've been asking for a Facebook group. I guess a lot of podcasters do this and I toyed with the idea for a little while. Then I was like, oh gosh, it's going to take so much time to manage. And then I'm like, I don't need to manage it. You guys are awesome. I don't have anything to worry about. We can all just jump in there and have fun. And you're right. I should have done this a long time ago, but now it's here. So if you are a true pod squad, if you're one of those people who listens, you absorb, you want to talk and debate and connect with other people who are just like you and me, well, now we have a home. We have got our own little private Facebook group. It's called Shaleen's Pod Squad. And you'll need to subscribe to both The Shaleen Show and Build Your Tribe, which why wouldn't you? Because everybody could use a little extra passive income. Even if you're not going to start your own business, who doesn't need a little extra money? So subscribe to both and then join our new little private community created just for us, suggested by you, The Pod Squad. Shaleen's Pod Squad on Facebook. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Today's episode is about figuring out, waking up, realizing that something that you're doing, something that you're a part of, that could be a group of friends, a career, a mission, something you've been working towards, like this moment, and we've all had this in our lives where you just go, what am I doing? A moment of awakening. When you begin to question your own values, what's important to you, what matters, your beliefs, what it is you stand for. And it starts with a story. One day as I was preparing to start shooting a new consumer fitness program, one of the producers scheduled a call with my husband. Oh, by the way, I am reading this directly from my new book. It's a little excerpt. You're welcome. From my new book, The 131 Method. Back to the story. One of the producers scheduled a call with my husband. I thought, that's odd. Why would they want to call and talk about my preparations for this project with Brett and not with me directly? Well, Brett took the call in our home office and I just, you know, went about my business. And when he finished, I could just tell 
that he was disturbed. So, of course, you know, as all wives do, I pestered him and I prodded him and I poked until he reluctantly told me what was wrong. The producer, who had called Brett, had suggested that he have a conversation with me, his wife, about getting in tip-top shape for the project that I was working on. Said producer said, and I quote, uh, we just think her next program would really crush it. Like, she could kill it if maybe, you know, she lost a little weight, kind of tightened up, you know, just really got that inspirational physique that all women want. Okay, I'm going off the book script for a moment here, but can you imagine another person calling your significant other to suggest that you need to do something about your body? Can you imagine that? And maybe you're thinking to yourself, well, I would tell them to go screw off or I would just ignore them. But what if their opinion of you, of your body, and what they thought you needed to do with your body affected your earning potential, which affected your ability to take care of your family, which affected your ability to help a lot of other people who were on the payroll, then how would you handle it? I know my first instinct was to just go public and <laughs> tell people about what had happened. My first instinct was to fight back, was to like punch somebody in the throat and just say, oh yeah, well, F you. But that didn't last long because the little voice inside my head that already believed I didn't belong there, that already was dealing with some major imposter syndrome, that voice was louder and it took over. But in this moment, in this moment when Brett was describing to me the phone call, I felt my face flush. I can't even tell you how ashamed and humiliated I felt that someone had called my husband to share this suggestion. So in my overactive imagination, I just pictured a room full of executives standing there with red pens in their hands, gathered around a high-definition, blown-up photo of me. In my mind, I could just picture them circling every dimple, every wrinkle, every roll, every stretch mark, every imperfection. Of course, the call only confirmed what I was already saying in my head all along. Even though this conversation had been private between two individuals, I felt like someone had exposed me, exposed me to the world. So as brutal as this call was, I also felt in my heart like, okay, this is confirmation of my deepest insecurities, that I do not belong here. What was I going to do? Well, I wasn't going to go down without a fight. I thought, maybe if I could just lose a few pounds, I would actually feel like I deserve to be here. I deserve to be called a health and fitness expert. Holy cow, that is hard for me to even imagine how delusional my thinking was at the time. I mean, it's just so crazy to me now to look back and see how unhealthy physically, mentally, all of this was. Whether fueled by shame or my fear of being found out, in that moment, I literally stopped caring about my health. It wasn't about my health anymore. I had been given my orders and I was on a no-fail mission to lose weight via any means necessary. I wanted to prove desperately that I was worthy of the identity 
And I felt like I didn't deserve that because I didn't have the body that somebody else wanted me to have. Although I rarely weighed myself, that day I jumped on the scale. And I looked between my toes, and through the tears in my eyes, I looked down and I could see that the number on the scale was already my lowest weight, the lowest weight I'd ever been in my adult life. Now, I don't weigh myself regularly, so I I didn't even know that. But I'm looking down at this number and I'm thinking to myself, how in the world am I going to lose weight when I'm already doing everything I can? I'm already eating a clean diet. I'm already exercising for literally hours every day. What choice did I have? Well, I decided I had no choice but to go on a crash diet. I was determined to show up with the body that others would find, quote, inspirational and to prove to those producers and the world that I actually belong there. So first, I tried a diet that was created by or that the type of diet that fitness models would follow to get them ready to go on stage, you know, like a fitness competition. Well, that didn't work for me. Then I tried going low fat, high protein, kind of like a crash meal plan, and nothing changed. Then I tried doing the whole low-carb route, and then gluten-free, and then I tried drinking only shakes and tracking my macronutrients. I tried the cavewoman diet. I, I tried just about every popular diet that you can think of, diets you've probably tried too, you name it, I tried it. And over the course of the next 90 days, nothing really worked. And this further confirmed my belief that there was something wrong with me, something wrong with my body. I only had one thing left I could try, and that was to diet harder. So I cut my calories even further. I cut way back on my portion sizes. And believe it or not, I added even more exercise to my already exhausting daily fitness grind. Okay, and then I also cut back on my water. Why? Because I didn't want to hold on to any extra fluids. By the way, drinking less water to look leaner is one of the worst pieces of advice, yes, floating around fitness circles. Does this sound miserable? Well, it was. But after a few weeks, I lost just a few pounds. And just a few pounds on a physique that's only 5'2 on a good day was apparently just enough to please the producers. Okay, so now, if you've never done this before, let me explain what it's like to shoot a consumer fitness video. First of all, when you're doing it with a partner or another producer, a team has to sign off on every detail because it's representing the brand. That means your hair, makeup, outfit, all the people who are in your cast. And most people who are into fitness would love to be in a workout video. I, however, was now feeling very self-conscious. And that's something I'd never felt in my entire life. Here I was, 45 years old, standing half naked in these teeny tiny bike shorts and a little tiny crop top, which P.S. I never wear in real life. This is something they want you to do in exercise videos. And I'm standing here half naked in front of a table of decision makers. After weeks and weeks of dieting and over-exercising, there I stood. I'd never been so thin or felt so weak in my entire life. I carefully followed the eyes and then the subsequent facial expressions of each of these individuals as they looked my body up and down in silence. Now, if someone had a comment, it was often whispered to the person next to them, another part of the production team, 
And presumably they do this so that they don't have to embarrass you. Who knows what they're even saying? But just picture yourself standing half naked in front of a small group of adults who are literally being paid to whisper comments about your appearance. Now, listen, I know their job is to help me look my best, right? Like, I get it. They're going to let me know if something doesn't look right. But in that moment, it didn't feel like that. I just stood there and wanted to scream. When they were finished looking me up and down, one of them replied, you look really good. We're really happy with your body. I was about to pass out. I didn't look healthy. I looked like a skeleton of myself. Nonetheless, the compliments poured in. Now, feel free to stalk me on Instagram. I am at Shaleen Johnson, but you won't find the photo I'm about to describe to you in this part of the book. Why? Because everything prior to 2015 had been deleted during my hack. Okay, back to the book. On our first day of shooting, I posted a few pictures to my Instagram. I knew that I looked gaunt. I knew that my muscles had lost their volume. As soon as I posted that photo, one of the first comments was, whoa, you've lost weight. You look horrible. I deleted it. And then another one. Shalene, are you okay? You look anorexic. But 99.9% of the comments were alarmingly positive. Hashtag goals. I want a body like that. What program are you doing? Girl, looking fierce. Dang, you've never looked so good. It was so confusing. Now, don't bother trying to guess what program this was. It's not a well-known video series. In fact, it was an add-on. But to this day, people will still ask me, what was a diet program that you were following when you filmed those videos? <laughs> well, now you know. And I hope it's one that you never follow. Hey, I've got some really exciting news. We are returning. We're back on the road with the Shaleen Show Live. In conjunction with my book launch party, I am taping a live episode of The Shaleen Show at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills on April 18th. Now that is a Thursday. Pod Squad, I would love to meet you. This is going to be really special. I mean, they're all really special because I get to meet you and you guys get to meet each other and they're fun and it's the ultimate girls night out. And fellas, if you were smart, you should come with your lady or you should come to find yourself the love of your life because I have the smartest, funnest, coolest, most amazing audience and I can't wait for you guys to meet each other. So grab your tickets now. You can find them by going to shaleenshowlive.com. General admission starts at $39 and I don't know if they'll be available at the time that you're listening to this, but we did make just a few special seats available for people who basically want to spend the day with me and Brett and the team. You'll go to lunch with us. You'll hang out backstage. We'll pop some champagne. You'll help me pick out my outfit. We'll have a good time. You'll meet the drag queen who happens to be emceeing the show. Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Hey, don't wait. Go to shaleenshowlive.com and I will see you on Thursday, April 18th. Looking back, I realize now how messed up it all was. At the time, I was just so knee-deep in an industry that categorizes you as healthy based on how low your body fat is, period. That's it. Had nothing to do with my health at all. I was being celebrated and, in fact, encouraged 
to keep my body fat as low as possible, despite how incredibly unhealthy it was. No one made me do it. No one told me I had to, but I could read between the lines. Even still, I did it to myself, and I take 100% full responsibility. I take responsibility for my decisions and my actions. I could have declined the project. I could have said, I don't have any weight to lose, and just called their bluff. But I wanted to look the part. By the time we started filming, however, my mental and physical states were deteriorating. Between takes, I would just rush into my dressing room and just cry for no reason. I mean, my emotions were completely out of control. Probably because my hormones were. My skin, my sleep, my hair, everything was a mess. Completely unhealthy. All I could think about at the time was foods, all the foods that I couldn't eat. I felt like such a fraud. The shoot included several workouts and it lasted you know, about a week. But once it was over, it wasn't like I went crazy and like binge. I didn't binge or anything. I just returned to the healthy way I was eating before, which was still very disciplined, by the way. And I was eating and exercising just as I always had. But because I had done that crash diet within just about a month's time, those couple of pounds, those couple of pounds I lost for the project, well, they came back. And then some. Sound familiar? Surely you have your own story of weight gain, of weight loss, or just not being able to lose a freaking pound despite your best efforts. Regardless of the details, there are certain things I'm sure that we have in common when we gain weight after a diet, we blame ourselves. We let time pass, and then we go on another dumb diet or go crazy with another exercise program. And each time, it becomes harder and harder. Why? Because we've trashed or slowed our metabolism, which makes weight gain inevitable. I mean, it sucks. We wind up miserably disappointed in our bodies, annoyed by everything in our closet, and angry about the situation. We blame ourselves, and we are desperate to find the magic solution. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. I'm off script now. I'm not reading the book, but that story is just one of many stories that I share in the book where I, I kind of detail things that I was doing so in the name of health and fitness that are still happening. Like that's the norm in health and fitness, unfortunately. And not many people have the balls to tell you that's what's going on, but it is. And with the majority of people, not all, there's always exceptions, but yeah. It can be a pretty unhealthy place, a place that's focused sometimes more so on what we look like as opposed to how healthy are we? How long are we going to live? What happens if we understand, if we set aside marketing and all the things that people want us to drink and eat and, and how often they want us to eat and, and what they want us to do and what they want us to buy, if we set all of that aside and just really looked at how biologically we were designed to thrive, you know, if you just go back and look at family photos and go back a hundred years and go back even beyond that. And you'll see that each decade, the family gets heavier and heavier and heavier. And that is consistent with the fact that we know more supposedly about tracking our macros and measuring our fat grams and exercise and metabolism, etc. Why are we more unhealthy today than we were 10 years ago and way more unhealthy than we were 20 and 30 years ago? The answer marketing. But that doesn't help those of us who are like, okay, great. How do I get to the bottom of this? 
how do I solve my problem? And that's where I was. And it wasn't this particular experience that was my wake-up call. It was a health scare that forced me to kind of like piece together, okay, how did I do this to my brain? How did I do this to my body and to my metabolism? What happened? And I pieced together everything that I had done in, quote, in the name of health that had nearly destroyed my health. And then I set out on a mission over the course of three years to find the answer, like the metabolic scientific individual researchers at the top universities, the people who weren't trying to sell me something, the people who were like literally studying this stuff and first animals and then human clinical studies and peer reviewed research. And, and I just set out on a mission and I'm so thankful to God that I have this platform because oftentimes I could get interviews with people who otherwise wouldn't have talked to me, wouldn't have let me in the doors at the university. But I, I had this great platform, so I was able to get information, even though, if I'm being honest, quite frankly, it was, yes, to serve my audience, but it was first, I had to solve my own problem. I needed to know, like, how do I fix this? I can't live like this. I refuse to live like this. I need to figure out, like, what, what's the truth? I'm so confused. I'm a leader in the health and fitness industry, and I'm so freaking confused. Please sort this out. And that's what I did. As I do with most things, I kind of set everything off to the side for a while. You know, I didn't do a lot of podcasting. I went full force into this. I set aside Smart Success. I set aside even the Marketing Impact Academy for a little while. Like, I really was like, this is my mission. I'm going to figure this out for me. But my why was my children. The thought that I was decreasing my own longevity, I was shortening my life. And what I was doing was killing my brain and putting me in a position where my children might have to take care of me prematurely, like the thought of my kids having to take care of my personal hygiene like 20 years before they needed to because of things I was doing killed me and it motivated me. That became my why. It wasn't how I wanted to look. Yeah, of course, it was how I wanted to feel. Of course, I wanted freedom. I wanted answers. But ultimately, my motivation came from thinking about my kids and my family and my husband. Once I had all that information, once I had assembled kind of like all of these details of what it was I was supposed to do and how I had destroyed my health and like what specifically I had done and what specifically resulted in leaky gut and resulted in weight loss resistance and brain fog and all the other symptoms I was experiencing. Once I understood what it was that caused it, then I started developing a plan to fix it with the help of these experts, including registered dietitians and integrative medical doctors. And once we put together that plan and I started testing it and tweaking it and figuring out like, okay, how, how can I make this work for me? Then how can I make this work for 20 or 50 friends? And then how can I make this work for a couple hundred people? And then we started testing it with larger groups. Like I went to Facebook and I put together a group of about a thousand diet beta testers and we took them through one phase. So the methodology that I followed based on these experts was a three-part phased plan. And so what we would do is I would reach out to my social media followers and friends and people like you, and, and I would invite people to test a version of one of those phases. And so we tested all three phases repeatedly to the point where eventually we tested these phases with 25,000 people. Is that crazy? So I also have to say this, if you were one of those people that did an early diet beta test, I mean, the negative 
part of doing all that testing is that some people, what they tested, they think that's what the one through one is and it isn't because you likely tested something that's gone through so many different iterations, so many changes, so many improvements that I hope that even if you loved doing one of the versions of the diet beta test, I hope that you know it's a thousand times better. Thanks to you. Thanks to you and the feedback. Like, so we had these extensive questionnaires and it was basically a ginormous human science project. <laughs> it was awesome and so cool because it wasn't my diet. Like that doesn't make any sense. To think that a one size fits all diet will work for everyone is about as ludicrous as thinking that everyone in America should be able to wear exactly the same size jeans. Mm, probably not. It just doesn't make sense. Neither does a one size fits all diet or like everyone's following this plan and everyone's using, just don't even get me started. You need a personalized plan. And unfortunately, it's a little more complicated than what most people are willing to spend three years to figure out. And that's why I wrote the book to simplify the process, to walk you through those three phases. It works for anyone because it's not my diet. You figure out how to make it work for you, for your likes, your individual lifestyle. If you're vegan or vegetarian or breastfeeding or paleo or diabetic or you're trying to gain weight or you're feeding a big family, it's health. Know that. The answer is it is a health program. So if when people say, well, this work, can my family eat this food? Uh, yeah, unless you don't want to feed them healthy food. Can this work for someone who's going on vacation? Yeah, of course it can. Because what you do is you become an expert at your metabolism so that you understand what's affecting it, what choices you need to make. There are no hard and fast rules. This is a program that I've spent years to simplify and teach it to people in a way that's doable, that has grace, that allows you to adopt it as a lifestyle. Because y'all, we know any hardcore diet that you're going to try to follow for more than five or six weeks, it's not going to happen. We know that diets don't work. They never have. They never will. And by work, I mean to lose weight long term and keep it off and not destroy your metabolism in the process. Like 95% of diets fail based on those standards. You're going to gain weight in the long run. You're going to thrash your metabolism and you'll probably destroy a little bit of your belief in yourself and your belief that you can do it every single time you try another diet. So this is not a diet for you to try. This is a methodology. This is based in science, science which I'm happy and open and excited to continually improve upon it based on what we are learning. So there's no definitive, like the one through one method says you have to do this or to do that because it's based on what we know today. And I pray that we know a lot more next year. And that's part of the methodology. The methodology is like, let's figure out what's working. Let's take a look at science. Let's listen to the researchers who are doing human studies and let's apply those things and figure out what works best for us so that we can finally have freedom from food. So you don't have to exercise yourself into the ground. Our ancestors didn't do that. They weren't doing HIIT workouts followed by heavy strength training for two hours, followed by extreme restrictive dieting and all these powders and shakes and pills. And <laughs> Food can fix it if you know how you need to eat for your metabolism, for your body, for your health objectives. And that's what the 131 method is all about. I hope you've enjoyed this little reading. I really do. 
If you're interested, I would love to share with you the piece that I think is going to make the biggest difference of all before you get this book, and that is shifting your mindset. So I have worked with my publisher and they have allowed me to give anyone who pre-orders the book a $100 or $97 value gift. It's a mindset coaching program. You pop in your earbuds and you listen to these audio lessons that are designed in a particular order to help you make over your mindset. And they're yours free when you pre-order the book. You're going to want the book anyway, so you might as well pre-order it so that you can take advantage of this bonus. And you can do that by going to 131book.com. You just enter your order number. It doesn't matter whether your order number is from Barnes & Noble or Amazon or your local mom and pop bookstore. As long as you have your order number, we can confirm that and we will immediately send you your free coaching program. All right. So please take advantage of that. I hope you enjoyed this. I really do. Please let me know. What do you think? I'm excited and I'm grateful. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me the entire time. Like so many of you, ah, I just can't thank you enough for the feedback, the information that you gave us when you're going through the beta testing, how supportive you've been. Like you really helped to develop this program with me. This is our project and I am so grateful. I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you soon. 